0: This is Vosh Bodhi. I had the privilege of meeting attorney, activist, and documentarian Jerry Garash. He told me of his film, Gay Revolt, at Denver City Council, October 23rd, 1973, and how it changed our world. I thought that was a really big title, until I heard the whole story. Jerry started by telling me what life was like before that day.
1: Our gay liberation did not, it, it, it leapfrog over Denver. There was nothing. We lived in the gay underground. The straight world did not know we existed. They did not know what game meant. We used pseudonyms when we introduced each other because we were so scared, or many of us did. I didn't, but I certainly didn't use my last name. No one used their last name. No one. And we were living under white squad terror. There was arrest bars for kissing. There was roundups of gay men by Vice Squad, mere conversation, let's go home and go to bed. But guess what? The year before the sodomy Law was repealed in Colorado. So these conversations to have sex at home, in bed and in private, was totally legal. And they were rounding up gay men. I was privileged because I was a lawyer at the time and I was working for my brother. And But my brother didn't know I was gay. No one knew was I was gay. You know, it was, we were in the underground.
0: But gays weren't content living in the underground everywhere.
1: And then Stonewall occurred, and then I became frustrated being in Denver. And I told my lover, what are we doing here? Nothing's happening. So one day he comes home and says, hey, I found a lesbian at Metro State College, and she wants to form a gay gay liberation group with us. We had a meeting at our apartment. She brought a friend, Mary Sassatelli, and I invited uh, Terry Mangan, who i met a year before at some uh, conscious raising group. And that's how we started, five of us, in uh, the latter part of 1972. We formed committees, a political committee, a speakers bureau, a free coffee house on the weekends called Approaching Lavender. And, uh, you know, we wanted to introduce gay a, a, a liberation ideas. And so we run our way immediately within two months.
0: With a dedicated core group in place, the gay coalition waited for an opportunity.
1: There was there was a particular roundup which really got attention. It was called the Johnny Cash Special Bus. It went to a cruising area, and they would use this Johnny Cash special sign to attract people's attention, and and then they put them in the back of the bus after they made after they made the agreement to go home, and they. By the time they got six or seven or eight people, they they took their haul off to jail. And we exposed this to the press. There was a wonderful reporter, Cecil Jones, who did the page and a half in-depth investigative reporting, interviewed the police and uh, gay people and us, and it was incredible. What really was amazing is that we finally got a public hearing, not on our issue, but this is our chance at least to bring up a related issue where we were being rounded up and harassed, and humiliated, and targeted.
0: The Gay Coalition gets their day in court. It's October 23rd, 1973. You're listening to TTV. Talk to Vosh. You're listening to TTV. Talk to Vosh. The Gay Coalition gets their day in court. It's October 23rd, 1973.
1: Many things happened. 300 gays and lesbians showed up. We had 36 speakers, and the council made us wait three hours. People just sh- stood their position, stayed. They didn't leave. Finally, uh, the hearing started. Then the president announced, you have 30 minutes for your 36 speakers. That's 50 seconds each. The first speaker got up with a lot of applause. And then the president announced, this must not make any demonstrations. The applause was a demonstration. Uh, We have officers in in the room, and we will clear the room for any further demonstrations. So these people, 300 people, they were under fear of arrest. They kept applauding the speakers, but they relented, they, the city council, and they allowed us to speak on and on. We went on for three and a half hours to one o'clock in the morning. We were congratulated by some of the city councilmen. And two weeks later, they repealed four anti-gay laws. They didn't just do it on their own. We were there again. And we gave them the laws, how they should write it, and the new laws. You know, we were really on it. It was gay liberation, you know. We were out. We wanted to show that we were gay, you know. And who cares if these city councilmen are looking at us like, uh, who the hell are these faggots, you know. So, the community really took off after that.
0: Jerry and his lover left Denver in 1985, but the gay coalition continued its vigilant fight for rights for all people, but not without resistance.
1: They were pushing for more and more rights for gay people in Denver, and the city council passed actually anti-discrimination uh, bill that included racism and, uh, and religion and, and sexual orientation. and. Lo and behold, immediately there was a initiative by the right-wingers, the Family Values people, and they wanted to repeal, not the whole ordinance, but just that part that protected gay people, and it lost. Denver people voted 54% not to allow that to be removed. They got enraged again, and they introduced another initiative to amend the Constitution, called Amendment 2. It would Banned any legislation that would protect gay people. And the voters bought the propaganda. Well, these gays, they want special rights. And it won. So we had a number of years with a horrible law. But I went to the U.S. Supreme Court, the Romer v. Evans... The U.S. Supreme Court, 6-3 decision stated gays and lesbians have equal rights in the 14th Amendment. This Amendment, too, is unconstitutional. The first time in history, in gay history, gays and lesbians were given explicitly this right. And that is the case that the Ninth Circuit relied on to affirm the right to marriage law in California.
0: I asked Jerry how he felt learning that a Colorado case was responsible for equality in California.
1: I felt tremendous gratification that we started a movement in Denver that was so relentless in its pursuit of gay rights that it got to the Supreme Court. That's what we did. And it started, started actually 40 years ago when we formed the gay coalition, but really it, was the, it wouldn't have happened unless we had this big city council hearing.
0: This brings us to the documentary, How Did It Come About?,
1: The only reason I kept these tapes of the hearings and the photographs and all my records was someday I was gonna write something about it. And then I realized that people in Denver didn't know anything about it, even though I told them about it. And then I was the only one left alive who was in the the thick of it. From the beginning, through it all. And I said, well, I gotta do it. I gotta do something more dramatic. I I gotta make a film. Because uh, our history was being erased. Not only ignored, but actually erased by people who said, oh, yeah, the Gay Coalition, they just wanted to change the world, and then they faded away. That's all they knew about our group.
0: Well, I can guarantee you the world will never forget Terry Mangan, Jane Dundee, Mary Sassatelli, Lynn Tamlin, and Jerry Garash, the original five of Denver's Gay Coalition, for all you did to advance LGBTQI equality. You can get more information about Gay Revolt at Denver City Council, October 23rd, 1973, and how it changed our world at denvergayrevolt.com. This is Vosh Bodhi. And remember, if you have a story to tell, TTV. Talk to Vosh.